stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. My button's still all the way over there. I got to get used to that. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on the Twitter and Instagram. One of you guys go. That's Doug. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me at DMAC underscore LA. And of course, my name is Eric Keeley. You can follow me at. E-E-U-L-A-U. Go follow him, guys. Nailed it. Finally, finally gets it. Guys, welcome to Blue Heaven. Cheers. And thank you to our friends at Jim Beam for getting us through the next hour of Dodger Talk with you guys. So on today's show, have a day, Dustin May. It's pretty good. We got to talk about him. Dodgers, in my mind, have won the Joey Gallo trade already. We got huge injury updates and roster talk. Uh, The difference a year makes. For these Dodgers, we'll elaborate in a bit. A giveaway, uh, we're going to have a giveaway update and more on the show today. So before we get into the show, we got to remind you, this is a podcast. You can hear us on your ear holes. If you like a podcast, we are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere your podcasts are available. We're there. Go listen to us. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Subscribe, hit the bell, leave a like, leave a comment. Doug will do a barrel roll. I will. Yeah. Right off the bat, guys, the somber news for us all. Mr. Eric Ulo has chosen to leave, go go to greener pastures and get out of uh, get out of Dodgers Nation because, well, honestly, Doug just rubs him the wrong way. But yeah, a lot of Doug beef. It's like uh, it's <laughs> like Drake and you know I was gonna I was gonna blow this. What was Drake's big rap beef? Help me uh, out Meek here. Mill. Thank yeah. you, Meek Mill. Uh, I'm heading out. Uh, no, it's it's been a hell of a run. Love to work with you guys. Yeah, it's a great it's been run. Fun. Huge opportunity. I will you know. Very gracious of you guys to bring me in here into the door, into the fold, and you know a lot of good times here in these walls. So definitely miss you. Uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be chiming in with my zip code and all that fun stuff. But yeah, it's been a hell of a run. But we're gonna have fun. We got a couple more days here. Got a couple more shows. Yes, we're gonna pack it all in here. But Boob Nightingale, su- a ten dollar super chat. Oh. Legally changed my name to Boob. Enjoy a third of a stadium beer on me. Thank you, Boob. Shout out to you, uh, Tim. Yeah, drop a hashtag. Stay Eric down below in the comment section. <laughs> yeah, uh, to be Eric Ulo is the Sandy Koufax of Dodgers Nation. Retiring too soon. Retiring at his peak. A point nine five postseason ERA. I wish I had that. ERA. A legend. You're going to be the youngest <laughs> Hall of Famer yeah, in duh. Dodgers Nation Hall of Fame. We're going to raise his banner to the Raptors. I think we should get patches that we should wear for the rest of the year. Guys, it's a dark day in Dodgers Nation, <laughs> get, man. Get an Eric one with with the uh, the microphone. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. Get yeah. But yeah, we're we're gonna miss uh, Eric around the around the office, around the studio, and and BSing with him. But uh, you know, he had a good opportunity to come up, and it's a smart to go out and get a good opportunity while you can. 
Let's go ahead and jump into some of the comments, guys. Let us know where you guys are representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Leave a zip code. Let us know what your home address is. Let us know when you're not home, and uh, we'll come by and visit hey. you. We got a hashtag Stay Eric in here. A couple people, Francisco and uh, Justin. A couple of hashtags, stay Eric's. And by the way, I think we're having some camera uh, technical difficulties. Apologies for that. I can't do anything, and our producer is out today. So um, we're going to have random flashes of green in there. Our friend Katie in the stream saying, Eric's going to miss all the pistachios. Those are great pistachios. Those are Too great. Bad Doug ate them all. Uh, Joe Young says, can you find Doug Beef at Vaughn's? I don't think you can. Ari Swerdlow, this is a straight Doug comment, and Eric Jewish. Um, shout out to, to that. I've trained these guys. I've trained these guys well. There's a great office story that we can't really tell on the air, but it's pretty funny. Anyway, moving right along. He'll charge that on his sub stack. Are we? Are you moving things along? He's going to open a sub stack and tell that story. I know. I I don't want to take over the show. I just want to backpedal off the very odd corner I put myself in. Yeah, you kind of have a way of doing that. Uh, A whole bunch of people checking in there. Probably shouldn't have said zip codes and instead said, uh, let us know where you're representing from. Felix, he got it right. He's got checking in from San Diego, home of the fraud race. Ernie lives at Dodger Stadium. We got Alejandro checking in from Denver. We appreciate you guys. George Diaz on Facebook. The Gallo curse is real. Samuel Askin, he's back in the chat because he's somebody who was trying to get on our show a whole long time ago. Can I replace Eric? No. <clears throat> We're not going to replace Eric. There's no, there's no way we could replace Eric. Give it like he's a month. Irreplaceable. He's not coachable. I'm coachable. I'm teachable. Uh, Dolphman did the did the best way. This is the best practice here, folks. He put the zip code and the city nine three four three six. Long poke, home of Danny Duffy. Oh. That is that is factually correct. AKA oh. Loch Ness Monster, AKA Bigfoot, AKA Sasquatch, AKA Sasquatch. Never been seen with Chupacabra. AKA PS5. Leslie checking in. I've heard they're great. Eric. Never seen one. Eddie and Trisha checking in from Marietta. We got another San Diego in there. Huntington Park, South Central, a Redlands, Juan checking in. Appreciate you guys. Angel, I love you, Eric. Thanks, Angel. Saying I love you too. All the words. Feel so loved. Great comments, guys. Yeah. Really appreciate you should, it. You should quit more often. Yeah, <laughs> I really so, should. So in like eight months, are we going to expect you back? I'm going to do the Brett Favre thing. I'm going to take like a month off and I'm like text you guys like, hey guys, I like still kind of got the itch. You know, is there a spot in the roster? Can I, you know, boot out the rookie you just drafted? But uh, an important one in here, Sheree Ulo, mom checking in from the 805. That's why we're all having 805, I believe. No, I'm Doug having- and I are having 805 in your honor. I'm having a Firestone, which is brewed in the 805. Give you the Brett Favre. Salute. Thanks, Mom. You're the best. All right, guys. Um, first things right off the bat, reactions to the Max Muncy contract extension news. What are the details? It's, it's basically it, it equates to a one-year kind of extension-ish. It fully guarantees what was going to be the last year, and then it adds a, an option for the, for the year after that. Yeah, because next year there was like a $13 million, 13 and a half mil yeah. option. That becomes fully guaranteed. And then yeah. there's 10 and incentives now for 2024. Cool deal. Definitely admit. Very uh, out of nowhere. Very out of the blue, especially when you consider he's been playing well for 22 days <laughs> as of the time we're recording. He's turned the corner. I mean, I said it is odd. It's, it's oh, the only weirder thing was the Blake Trennan deal. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you look true. at his month of August, a 222 WRC plus, seven bombs, and 1185 OPS. His birthday is on Thursday, so a little early birthday present for Max Muncy. Yeah, like you said, what essentially does guarantees that 13 and a half million, and then you could possibly get Max Muncy for a 10 million dollar club option for 2024. We don't know the incentives yet, but if he reverts back to being the Max Muncy that we've seen throughout his career, where he's a 25, 30 homer guy. And 
on base machine with the way he can get on base. To me, he's a top 35 hitter when he's right. That's a no brainer deal. And to me, that's another feather in the cap for Andy Fleisman. Andrew Friedman getting a player of his caliber, turning him into an all star. And for all the teams out there, all the fans out there, oh, the Dodgers, they buy their team, they buy their success. Your team could have had Max Muncy and Bruh. turned him into an all star, but the Dodgers did. So I think it's a great move for Max Muncy. I do think it's a little interesting when, yeah, is it because. Uh, did they want? Is it because of this run that he's on? I think. I mean, what? So if, what I feel, I feel yeah, there was a deal. Was awesome. I feel there was a deal in place a while ago, but like like a couple months ago, but probably at the same time as like the the Austin Barnes deal. But it would have looked bad to offer a dude hitting one sixty and just flatlining to offer him a contract extension or, or announce a contract extension. So now, three weeks later, you know what day he's they should have good. announced it. The day after the bomb off the White Sox after the Russa. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Like, hey, we extended this guy. No, I think that's a great take. Like, this deal was probably... They didn't just sit down like, hey, you know, before the Brewers game, yeah. August 22nd, Max, just come in a little early. Yeah, yeah. Just come on down to Andy's office. You know, no, it was an early game on Sunday. They stayed afterwards, had beers. They went to Rocco's. Yeah. Crush, <laughs> crush two 16-ounces or you get one 32-ounce, but they're the same price. Happy hour at Rocco's. That's a hack, kids. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention. Oh, hey, look at that. You're throwing that hack away. I know. Oh, that's not my last time at Rocco's. Bet. I'll, I'll be back. Why the hell would you come back down here? Baseball? Oh, Is it I'd me? like Play to see basketball? you guys eventually before, I, before I leave this earth. But uh, no, the Muncie deal, if he, even if he's 80% of what he was, that yep. is an incredible... I mean, think about this. Your boy, Bargain. Your boy Bellinger's making $18 mil a year. Granted, it's mm. an arbitration. But you're, you could get Muncie at $10 mil. I mean, it's very reminiscent of Justin Turner, the way they set up this deal. And I mean, I think it's great to... Like, I could very well go get, go get a bag, a bigger bag somewhere else. But I think he knows he can maximize all of his value as a baseball player on the Dodgers. Maximize. I like that. Great yeah. take right here uh, from ZYZZ on Facebook. Uh, sorry, on YouTube. Max has heart, and that's invaluable to the clubhouse. This is a team he talked about it over the weekend with Fabi and Ardaya of the Athletic. He admittedly was not in a good mental place. He had tears oh. in his eyes <laughs> early in the season. After no, that, was, that was uh, that was that was Freddie. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I like that even better though. Yeah. Anyway, the team the team the team booted and rallied around him at his lowest point. They they stuck with the kid and he's now rewarding the people. He's now rewarding the haters like us the different parts of the season where it's like, "Hey, I don't think anybody I don't think at any point we had a strong stance of like this guy needs to get out." But the numbers tell, told you this guy's got to get out, but that's why you play 162 games. Because something like this can happen. Yeah, and I think it's a great show of faith by the organization exactly. for a player that they discovered an 881 career OPS. And my favorite thing about Max Muncie is when he's on the on-deck circle up in San Francisco, Giants fans go crying for their mommies because he owns the Giants. So he'll get this money and all the money he gets for being the owner of the San Francisco Giants. But I think when you look at his ability as a hitter, the adjustment that he made, that little step back that would make James Harden proud. And he's just been out there just mashing. I mean, seven home runs on the month. If you look yeah. at since 2018, he leads the Dodgers in games. He's third in WRC+. Plus. He leads the Dodgers with 134 home runs, 345 RBI, 15.9 F4. I mean, this guy, players have come and gone, but he's been a rock for this Dodgers team. And really, I think it was all health-related early on this season. I think he's a guy that had a lot yeah. of pride, knowing that... 
they could not pick up his club option after this season. So you know he wanted to perform well. Well, now that he has a little bit of security, maybe if he does need that surgery, maybe this he's more incentivized to get that. Now, That's hopefully he doesn't do that. And like I said, I mean, I'm just looking at – the way I look at it is, wait up, do we really have a possibly a 34-year-old – player that can hit you 25 30 bombs that can play multiple infield positions for 10 million dollars and i think it's a great move and like you said yeah. I mean, there's something about max muncie he's got that toughness you mentioned the maximum heart that he shows and yeah i think that it's been one of the great stories his turnaround this season the dodgers are a team that print money it is a low risk high reward deal for a club like this and this isn't like they're throwing eight million dollars at a flyer like Tyler Anderson, that worked out, or an Andrew, Andrew Heaney. Heaney. This is a proven commodity. This is a guy who's in some way, you know, aside from Barnes, the next guy in line to be the captain type for this Dodgers clubhouse after Justin Turner is out of here. Like, he's the guy. He he will eventually be the dude, the the starting position player who leads this clubhouse. Even if, if Freddie's there, guess what? Max has been here. He's been through the wars. He's been through the fires for uh, a long time. And it really like it reinforces how Five much this now. this front office like values continuity. Yeah. Right? Could have made a could have made a big Soto deal at the trade deadline. We've talked about it a lot. But I think <laughs> keeping that keeping that group intact and I think you see that with this contract of yeah, he's he's had a couple he's had a rough, you know, 2020 was rough, 2022, but valuing continuity, prioritizing that and trusting your guys that they're going to bounce back. Great so, comment. To, uh, somebody said these foos look like they're from Alhambra. And I, I just enjoyed that comment. Steven Cronin <laughs> on uh, Facebook. We'll, we'll leave it on this. We, we've talked about this before. Doug has a video coming out uh, later this week or next week about this concept. But listen, extension. I don't know where Blake Trinan extension. I don't know where with Austin Barnes. Now Max Muncie. What we need to see is a Trey Turner extension happen. We need to sign double T, says Steven. Moving on, now's not the time. It's time to talk about the weekend recap. Brought to you by GearUp.LA for all the latest merch and hot things that we're all not wearing from the GearUp.LA store. Check it out and uh, go support us there by buying some merch. GearUp.LA. The Dodgers gut the fish. Teamwork. Eric and I coming up with that one. Convincing sweep of the Marlins. Hey, they even got to Hello Say Young Award front runner. Sandy Alcantara. Sandy Al controversy. They tanked him. Crushed him. Thoughts, you know, this this really uh Marlins not a good team. That guy, very good pitcher. Not good against the Dodgers. We hear a lot about the struggles against big guys, you know, the ace style, uh the elite pitchers. I want you to give me something heady and meaty. That we can cut and post on Instagram about uh, the Dodgers and your thoughts on them versus elite pitching and what this start means, what that the shelling. I would rather see a righty, um, a righty in that Sandy all controversy tier than a lefty. Like Max Freed scares the shit out of me with the Dodgers. Like when you see those big game lefties against the Dodgers, like yeah. not that I think they're gonna like mow down DeGrom or Max Scherzer, but like it seems like there's always at least one or two games and maybe it's just it just seems to me like it always ends up being Max Freaks just because they played the Braves so much in the playoffs. Yeah. But they're those big game lefties that just absolutely neuter the Dodgers in the playoffs. And that is why I'd rather see a righty. I'll take my odds against a power righty. Even though Sandy L controversy he could end up being the Cy Young winner. He deserves it. All the stats are there. The counting stats are there. Where's wins at? I'm I'm pushing for Julio Urias, man. I'm calling the the late the Cy Young Uri run, the Uri Ace, as Doug likes to say. Hey, he keeps he keeps that ERA low, and uh, you know ends up at 20 wins again somehow. 
Yeah, because wins matter. If you had me pick between like a B plus lefty start in the playoffs oh. versus a A plus righty, like I would pick the righty against the Dodgers. I really would. Hey, I switched to a Jim Beam. Is that a high, high ball? ball? Nice. Yeah. Was that heady enough for social media? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. But yes, it was. Yeah, I think. Love Cody, check it out. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. We talk about the lefties, and the Dodgers have struggled against lefties in the past, but they've improved a lot this season. For me, just heading into this matchup, the one number I was looking at was that strikeout rate of Sandy Alcantara, who after the game said, I think they have a lot of stuff to look for something for pitchers. Almost hinting at something. I was calling him. Controversy. Some some controversy. I was calling him Salty Alcantara. Because there's a little salty there, okay? Ceviche Alcantara? But I was looking at the fact that a 22.9 strikeout rate, that's 33rd in baseball. When the Dodgers get dominated, look how they performed against Brady Singer when he was hitting all the right notes against the Dodgers last Sunday. And Blake Snell in the 2020 World Series. You see, when they get dominated and they look overmatched at the plate with the swing and miss, that's when they really struggle. But with this, with the strike zone awareness, I mean, they have more patience than Cedar Sinai. And the fact that they can go at the plate and not expand the strike zone, they forced him to throw 27 pitches in that first inning. Heading into this outing, he'd average 14 two pitches per inning. So they're getting that pitch count up. And just there's just no, I mean, it's been said before, there's just no holes in this lineup. I mean, the number nine hitter, Cody Bellinger, he hits a bomb. Number five hitter, Max Muncy, he goes deep. And then we know the big three. I think it's more of a fantastic four when you consider Will Smith Will in Smith that mix. So I just think this, this lineup is just fantastic. And I think the difference is we knew how good Corey Seager was in the past, but Freddie Freeman is just so consistent at the plate. Bat to ball skills off Absolutely the charts. Absolutely different level of game plan with Freddie Freeman at the plate. He is in just he's a nightmare for any pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. He's a perfect blend of new school and old school, I, I feel. Yeah, yeah if, quick, if you were like, if they're like mountain ranges, right? Like Seeger is like these big peaks and valleys where Freeman's just like this very nice level. It's like the Patagonia logo. You know, it's just at a nice height, just kind of creeps along. But I, I, I do agree, Seeger was very streaky. But when he was on, he was incredible. Oh, but I also think, too, you talked about the bottom of the lineup. There is a reason the Dodgers got so freaking hot. Um, when Max Muncy started hitting, when it added that length to the lineup, when you have Trace Thompson chipping in, you got Joey Gallo, who we'll get to down later in the show. But there's a reason that the Dodgers started just banking wins like Bank of America as soon as Max Muncy got hot. Respect that. Um, but when it comes to the Dodgers against lead pitching, I think that's one of the most encouraging developments that we've seen this season. The Dodgers, yeah. they're hitting over 320 against high-velocity pitchers this season, 98 miles per hour better. They got to Dylan Cease, Carlos Rodon, Logan Webb, Joe Musgrove, who basically turned yeah. Justin Turner's season around by saying he wasn't a threat, and then we'll see how their two seasons went. And then Darvish, Merrill Kelly, I mean, they've had success against the better arms around the league, and I just yeah. feel so much more confidence with just the top-end talent of this team and up and down this lineup, they're just ferocious, man. The Blue World Order, the BWO, just suffocating their opponents into submission. Big, uh, big test coming up next week. Yeah. The Mets, uh, they play the Mets. Dodgers go to New York, play four, I think it is, against New York, or three against the Mets. I'm not sure what, uh, what the numbers are, but uh, you got to figure you're going to see one or many of DeGrom and Scherzer. And, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is three. Yeah. Um, Unless DeGrom's be already injured again. <laughs> he got pushed back. But that's going to be a fun test, and that's going to be pretty uh, pretty important to see. Back into what happened over the week, weekend recap. Uh, recap, you got a look at the big showing from Joey Gallo. He shows out in a big way, big weekend for the guy, big numbers overall since joining the Dodgers. And I just got to say it, the Dodgers already won this trade. I don't care what uh, Clayton Beater becomes. They won this trade. 
Just to add, just to add another bench bat, and I think that's why Doc was so excited. And this is pre-Gala, but just like getting Trace Thompson, yeah. like yeah, our bench is in such a better spot going to the playoffs this year. Now you have Gallo, you have Trace Thompson. I mean, they have guys that have proven that they can do it, and you're not rolling out. I mean, no disrespect, but they had they had Souza Jr. on the playoff roster last year. Like that guy, I'm sorry, that guy was two scoops ass, as some people would say in this <laughs> office. But now they actually have like legit guys. But yeah, Gallo, a 1.38 OPS. Yeah, it's only 30 at bats, but he just looks comfortable. And just the way, just the way he's talking in the post games yeah. and all that, like it's really easy to play well on this team. Like he just he hasn't said it as directly in the last couple of days, but it's pretty much like, yeah, playing on the Yankees was really, really, really tough for me. It and was it's not very tough here. It was immediately a bad relationship and it got worse. And now he's at a point where he's he's in a clubhouse where he has a buddy like Hanser who won't leave him alone, apparently. Great video from Doug thrown together um, on our Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Because I think you did. Joey, <laughs> Joey, <laughs> eating sugar. <laughs> I give Hanser a Bears a lot of credit. And just like you mentioned, yeah, him, the overall and, chemistry. And Joey, yeah. uh, they bring a different chemistry. They Look, do. you guys know for, for six months, five months, whatever, how long? Four months, three months. I'm just going to keep saying numbers until we get somewhere with it. I was a big-time Jake Lamb guy, but the bench was bad at that time. Yeah, Jake yeah. Lamb was an intriguing addition. He was not the answer. He's not answer, but he's... Uh, Joey Gallo was, was the right call. Like, it sucked to see... Jake Lamb leave, but guess what? He was not going to do what this guy's doing. You're talking about a two-time All Star. You're talking about a two-time Gold Glove winner. You're it was talking about all a dude. Play yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and it's every, game, yeah, it every bit of it Sunday. was there. He could have got if if he was hustling out of the box and he was pissed at himself. He could have got uh, an inside the park home run on that that deep fly ball that turned into a triple. But I mean, all the tools are there, and yeah. the fact that this is a guy that's batting seventh or eighth in your lineup to just extend and find uh, find different options. Anywhere up and down the lineup to to just uh, you know get on base, keep the line moving. It's a dangerous lineup. It's a scary lineup, and I would not want to be Max Scherzer or Jacob Degrom facing this team in the NLCS. I mean, we should start calling him Galileo. He can really do it all. Galileo, Galileo, Galileo. Okay, no, but yeah, we talk about Joey Gallo. I think you made a great point. All of his his display yesterday, he was making diving catches, the outfield assists, hitting for power. Yeah, gun show, power show. And a 1030, a 1038 show. OPS and 30. Can actually and, run the bases. Can run the bases. Yeah. He's, and, he's a pretty complete ball player. I mean, yeah. the, the average isn't always going to be as high as it is right now at no. 267, but that's not what he needs to do. 370 and, on base, that's good. And if you look at the strikeouts, still 14 strikeouts and 30 at-bats, but the do. problem was in New York, you were seeing the strikeouts, but you weren't seeing the pop, right? You were right. Se- weren't seeing the pop. And, yeah, I think that we know at this point the magic is in the beard, okay? The magic is in his beard. and He's back, and he's in a good situation where he doesn't have that pressure that he had in New York, and he's really thriving here in L.A. in his role. And I think that the better this goes for him, I really want to see him get more opportunities because, yeah, like you said, he has world-class light tower power, and he's a guy – Edwin Rios, you didn't. You had your opportunity. You got injured. Your hamstring fell yeah. off. And I think Joey Gallo is in great shape. He's a guy like you mentioned, a multi-time All Star. He's a year removed for a, a 140 WRC plus season. So I love what I'm seeing from Joey Gallo. What does Andrew Friedman do best? He improves on the fringes during a season, and this was the move. You know, if sure in the short season in 20, Edwin Rios worked. I, I don't. I honestly might have felt more comfortable with Jacob Lamb over uh, an Edwin Rios. 
on the bench if it was a healthy situation. But instead, they said, you know what, F you, F you, you're cool. You're going to come play with us. Yeah. We're going to save you. No, I Here's just, a beach I, house. Yeah, no, exactly. He's like, oh, <laughs> uh, he's like, it's kind of nice to see people walk around flip flops and sand. Hey, you know, like, an important note about him. Joey, Joey, ha, ha, ha. he unblocked his uh, Instagram comments. So, hey man, He's extend back. Trey. How about extend Joey Gallo? Let's uh, slowly roll there, buddy. I wouldn't rule that out. I mean, if he's, it just depends what kind of deal he's looking for. I mean, his his value is is still pretty damn low. I would think to what it was two years yeah. ago. You also got it. You can't underestimate too. The guy's now been on three. Ago. The guy's it's been on three one. teams in two years. It's, uh, he's bounced around a little bit. I mean, I mean, if he shows out in the postseason as a big moment, he'll be able to get a nice deal somewhere. It's, it's a, a stretch. He's still it's really accurate, young, too. But it's a stretch. He was a Ranger, and then he was a Yankee, and it was bad he got traded for about a year. Yeah. I'm just saying the midseason trade will screw you up. It'll, it'll especially screw you up if you're playing in New York with just some really unreasonable fans. Very tough. Finding a couple of comments here. Great one from our friend Carnivorous Lunar Activity saying DMAC got hammered pretending to drink a highball. It's great. <laughs> you saw it yesterday? Great hey, comment. Got to CGI that in. Drink a, responsible. Getting torched. Uh, our buddy Dong Kim in the stream. What's up, Clint D-Mac and E-E-U-L-A-U. Appreciate you, Dong, hanging out with us. We got more love from Carnivorous Lunar Activity. D-Mac is a wordsmith. This is which, true. Which is 100% accurate. I promise I won't dab this episode. <laughs> Why not, man? Yeah, Someone was... screenshot it and sent it to me. You know that? Coward. <laughs> we got, we got loyal fans, man. We got I Anthony appreciate Keen that. with the bring back Sousa. How about let's, uh, let's go ahead and not do that. He's not only bad at baseball, he's, uh, he's bad retired. at life. He's also retired. My only thing with Suze was like, you're so good at impersonating all these great hitters. Why don't you just do one at the plate? Impersonate Mookie at the plate. Maybe you'll hit like him, right? But uh, no on the Sousa Palooza, I'm assuming. Yeah. No on the yeah, Sousa Palooza. Yeah, We're not a... buying tickets on Eventbrite for that thing. You're not? Okay. <laughs> uh, Hashtag uh, stay Je- Jenny Lowell is saying Gallo would take an offer from L.A. in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely would, but it's, uh, I don't think it, it's tough to it assess does not behoove market. them. They don't need to do that yet. That, that, right, they, can wait. Would, they don't need to extend it. Yeah, I'm no just no saying, reason I, to force that. It smells like a like one plus one kind of deal this winter if he wants to come back on the cheap and compete, or he can you know go play for like the Orioles or you know some fringy team that just yeah. wants to spend money. So, absolutely. Hey, look, we spent money on this two-time All-Star. Malik Monkett, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely bet on yourself deal. If he shows out, you'll sign a nice deal. He's still really young. I mean, he's 28 years old. He's going to look great on the River Cats. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on Joey, a little bit. Joe. We got to talk about Dustin May. Came back, showed out, looked good. The fire was there already, both in fastball velo and in the show. The Dustin May show is back. To me, looked like legitness. And it looked like a really good problem to have for these Dodgers because, you know, the next day you got uh, uh, Ryan Pepio having the best start of his career. And now he's optioned as of today. More on that because Bruce Dar's back. Pepio is out. But um, you look back to like a year ago where this roster was, where the starting rotation was. Dustin May's out. Trevor Bauer out. Clayton Kershaw. Oh, maybe he's going to come back and hopefully get enough starts and, and be okay by, uh, by the postseason. But um, now instead, um, it's... You got five dudes. You got six dudes who could legitimately do it. You got Kershaw coming out, coming back in about a week. You got other options at the minor league level. You trade away Mitch White, who was having a pretty decent season uh, as a swing guy. Then it was Walker. It was Julio. It was Max Scherzer. And that was it. Now you got legitimately four dudes you could run out in a game one and not feel bad about in a, in a shorter postseason series with Julio, with Tony, with Tyler Anderson, with the Heen dog, maybe not there, but Dustin May 
definitely in that 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 top four category. And guess what? Kershaw again coming back in a week. The most important part is you have a safety net this year. Yes, there was no safety net. It was like we got three dudes. We're going to figure it out, and then we're going to use Scherzer to close game five, and then we're going to use Julio in a very just, really just... Oh, man, they messed that up. Yeah, just, that was just reckless. That was the word I was looking for, how they use Julio. But they have contingency plans now. Because, like, let's be honest, like, Heaney's shoulder is a mess. Like, it, he's made the seven starts this year? Like, I'm not penciling Heaney in for anything. Yeah. But even if you take yeah. Heaney out of the equation, you think, okay, Kershaw, you know, maybe only get four innings out of him, but to have a Tyler Anderson there, Tyler Anderson, in my mind at least for the first series, is kind of the swing guy. Maybe he is the super reliever, whatever it may be. Piggyback with Gonsolin, however you want to do it. But I think Dustin May, too, could kind of pivot into that role as you get deeper into the playoffs as far as like where he slots in, whether he is that Andrew Miller type or he is a dynamite starter. But it was, it was all there for Dustin May, and it was incredible. It was well worth the wait for Dustin yeah, May. I think I was, it exceeded my expectations. I couldn't even sleep Saturday night. I was just so giddy thinking of Dustin May. We Josh were talking giddy? about how they should, uh, you know, everyone should have a red balloon and then release it after his first pitch, you know, like Pennywise and it. But yeah, it was Dustin May. It was Dustin Mayhem. And I think the most impressive thing was, first of all, the strikeouts. Struck out half of the batters he faced. You get a crazy amount of swing and miss, but 16 called strikes. I love the way he was paying the corner with that two-seam fastball, striking that cutter. And I think the big difference, too, challenging hitters up in the zone with that four-seam fastball. That was the real breakthrough that he had last season. We even saw a changeup from Dustin May. You mentioned the fire that he has. He looks like he wants this opportunity. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, the Dodgers are in a great spot with Dustin May because we're talking about a guy that has elite stuff that will play up in the post postseason and talking about the postseason rotation yes of course you know it's the Urias at the top I'm glad we're all on the same page took people a couple years to get on that same page with the Urias right at the top but then if it's a healthy Kershaw you slot him as the number two guy then after that it's very interesting because I think Tony Gonson's earned that right Mm -hmm. and then Dustin May and Tyler Anderson but remember you've got those back-to-back games in the DS and the NLCS. So depth is going to be a factor this season more than ever with that yeah. additional wildcard team. And the Dodgers are going to pro- possibly and probably be the best equipped team to handle this newer format of postseason because most people only have a three-headed-ish monster. As the Dodgers have legitimately five, six, if they really want deep, they can run out there. It's an embarrassment of pitches like we saw in the 2020 World Series when the Dodgers were down three games to one, but you had all those consecutive games and you could just felt like they just couldn't take all those punches, the Braves, because they just kept throwing fresh arms out there. And I think on top of everything else, with the cushion they have in the division to put guys in spots where they're going to have a lot left in the tank. And you said you wouldn't buy tickets to Sousa Palooza, but I know you'd buy tickets to Dustin Manny, right? Uh, I already got my tickets. Got your tickets. I'm in the Sahara tent for uh, hey, Destiny. They uh, they like to call it. We we like to call <laughs> the it. He left out. <laughs> I thought he missed you. That's why. Oh, oh no, because he was like, I've never missed. I've never missed Doug in my life. Uh, the Dodgers <laughs> like to call it optionality, and they are flush with it with 42 games, including today left. So this is that that final stretch this is that final push you're going to learn a lot about this team they're going to learn a lot about themselves and they're going to learn what arms do they really want in there because there are some key arms not too far behind us um or not too far away from from joining potentially joining the active roster or at least being close to uh, the active roster and note you don't get to call up your full 40 man roster anymore that's th- those days are gone they get to add two dudes in September, and those those two have already been claimed, according to Dave Roberts. More on that in a second. 
Um, seeing a few comments in here, so we're going to address it. Uh, there's a, a Brooke situation that he's unfortunately dealing with. Uh, we're not going to talk on it. He, uh, there's, there are sides. There are always going to be sides to everybody's story, and everybody has their right to share their side. We're not going to share anything for his side. Uh, keep an eye out for, for what um, is coming from Brooke. But, uh, you know, we, we support him. We support truth, and we support people being uh, happy and healthy and not harmed in any way. And that's all I'm going to say on that one. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. On the more positive things, if that was anything. Giveaway winner, we mentioned last week, we're giving away a $250 Fanatics gift card. The winner of that fine gift card is Felicity O'Reilly. We will be reaching out to you on the internet. Felicity O'Reilly, you have won a $250 Fanatics gift card, so that's pretty cool for you. We're going to be announcing a new giveaway tomorrow, so stay tuned to DodgersNation.com. Go to DodgersNation.com slash giveaways. Hit it. Do it. Dot com. <laughs> and that will nice. be out there uh, in the morning. But um, uh, moving on, huge injury updates we've got to talk about, uh, and, and there's general roster talk that comes with it. The boys are getting healthier and healthier, and uh, we're already seeing that today ahead of game time on Monday. Bruce Dar is um, is uh, Bruce Dar Gratterall is back. Ryan Pepio has been optioned to AAA, and chances are it's the end of the line for Ryan because of the new options law in yeah, Major League right. Baseball. Five, five per year, right? But that's big, man. That is a huge, uh, huge addition because you also really got to see. Hey, is is Bruce Dar um, your best of thirteen guys, uh, you know, arms in the bullpen? I don't probably. I really don't want to see him closing. No, in no, October. no. He's he's. Oh, not, is he one of the thirteen best? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of yeah. course, he's not For the sure. best, but he's going to be one of those guys. I mean, is he? Gonna, is it going to be him? Because again, at some point, it's him. It's it, you know, Heaney needs a spot. Uh, what are you going to do with him? Phil Bickford is he going to need a spot? You know, yeah. I'll go back to my go. word. Like Bickford, Bickford's not going to make it in the October roster. By the way, he's picked it up a little. Over, over his last, over his last fourteen right games, he's, not as bad as he was. One, I think it's like a one nine uh, ERA or something like that over his last fourteen games. So he's been on a tear. Just the home, just the home need, run ball. He just needs to be a DJ. You just yeah, can't be giving the home up, run ball. Giving up Don Kim's in the playoffs. BP like, Bickford, man. Yeah, some of those like home I, run I love, balls, I love my Bick. Like he's my guy, but the home, just the home run yeah. rate is just. He's going to be on the taxi squad. He's going to be a guy who's there, who's Eight around, bombs, who's available. 
Eight bombs but, in 45 and a third. So, yeah, I think Bruce Dark Gratterall, when you look at the stuff he has, the way he contributed in 2020, strikeouts are up a little bit, walks are down a little bit, and he had a zero ERA in the month of July, was really turning the corner. I think he's done a better job just at least trying to continue to develop those secondary pitches. And you know he's going to go out there and throw strikes. He does not miss the zone, and sometimes that leads to contact with Bruce Dark Gratterall. But I think a guy with that type of talent, if he's healthy, yeah. you don't leave triple-digit heat like that, that in soft contact. And yes, it's not about missing bats with Bruce Dark Gratterall, but I definitely think that he's a guy that you want in your pen. Yeah. I don't want to see him closing games either, especially with Blake Trining coming back. And we'll see if Craig crumbles and how that works out. But I definitely think he's a dude for this bullpen. Well, I think I think that, you know, one of the best Dodgers highlights we've seen in the last couple of years is Bellinger's catch in the 2020 yeah. NLDS against the Padres. But if that ball goes over the wall, you, you know how Dodgers fans react to relief pitchers that, that screw up in the playoffs. Like, Gratterall's name would be mud oh, if that catch didn't happen. That's a really good point. Yeah, like that, be, that he would, would be the new Pedro he Baez. Would be Pedro, Josh he, Fields. He'd be Pedro Baez. He'd be Josh Fields. Shout <laughs> out to Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, I love that too. Shout out to Andy like, Cruz. That was one of my favorite moments like, when Brewer was like, Vamos! Yeah. And then Machado's like, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. And he's like, blows yeah. him the kiss. <sighs> Yeah, Weren't they staying at the same hotel? Anyway, kind of ditto in the for lobby. Like, you know, we've been so happy about Evan Phillips, and I love that Trace Thompson catch on Friday night. But being the pessimist that I am, like, man, if he misses that ball and it goes over the fence, like it wasn't going to go over the fence. But still, yeah, that's it, that would have been a tough situation. Yeah, would it would have been a, a little uh, you know a little ding in the armor there for Evan Phillips. Uh, another option, Blake Trinan. He's had what three outings, um, three scoreless outings, three or four scoreless outings in AAA. I forget the numbers. I didn't take the time to look at him today because. Who cares that much about the numbers? The important number you got to have circled September 1st is one is a number. And apparently, if all goes according to plan, he has one more outing. I think one more outing or a few more outings. Anyways, he's one more week, and then they're going to add him as part of the rosters expanding on uh, September 1. That's what Dave said yesterday after the game or before the game. Threw a bullpen today. Threw a bullpen today, as did Clayton Kershaw, another guy they say is going to be back on the roster September 1st. No minor league rehab assignment. He's just going to go back out there. It's Kirsch. I trust him enough. Um, yeah, I just think I think that's so awesome that they just trust him to do that. There's probably not another pitcher, that, like a starter, they would just let. Like, yeah, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, you kind of want you to do minor league rehab. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, yeah, yeah no problem. We'll see you September 1st. Like, there's very few pitchers that have that runway with an organization, yeah. especially like you can tell that Friedman <laughs> and Dave Roberts have their process with injuries and how they talk about them and how they plan them and how they forecast them. Mm-hmm. Kershaw gets special treatment. He should. Yeah. He deserves it. But it's definitely, it's, it's interesting compared to some other starting pitchers. Sometimes around. you just and get him. that luxury. It's like Kobe out there shooting with the left hand after he tears the rotator cuff. You know, like sometimes yeah. if you made it to that level, they're going to question you. I just think too, Kershaw knows his body and his work ethic. And he's just been throwing some very intense bullpen sessions. So I think he's yeah. ready to go. I think this is more just about load management for Clayton Kershaw at the end of the day. It's just trying to keep him as healthy as he can. So he can, he could pitch a triple A and build up. Or he can pitch three or four innings to build up, and then you could bring in the other dudes to piggyback behind him. Yeah. It's the same damn thing. I'm He's not going to yeah. learn anything about his pitches and about his game. Yeah, great point. Against minor league pitching anymore. He's, or hitting anymore. He's, he's fine. He's good. Homeboy gets to go home when he wants, when they're on, on a central uh, road trip, a uh, central U.S. road trip, and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go home for a bit. And they're like, yes, sir. Well, it's it's normal, right? Like if 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 uh, you know, well, it's a bad example because he's from Orange County, but I don't know. If uh, Max Muncy just flew home to Texas, it would be like 
Hey, that's kind of weird. Like, that'd be yeah. really big news. I mean, the Kershaw thing was news, but he does it so routinely now. He's probably one of the few superstars that can just, like, fly back home. I mean, Tatis yeah. does it because he got suspended because he cheated. But anyway, he's one of the few superstars that can just fly back Bruh. home, and it's like, yeah, he's allowed to do that. I mean, when you get a statue pitcher. at the stadium, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm not against yeah. it at all. Two, yeah. no, two, addition, two massive additions, though, with Trinan and, and, uh, and Kershaw. Kershaw, we feel pretty confident about Blake Trinan. We haven't seen since, you know, five games into the season. We don't know what he's going to look like. We don't know how bad that injury is, uh, if, it's, if his shoulder's going to hold up, if his stuff, if the turbo sinker's going to be the same. My only memory is Blackman beating us off of Trinan. I was like, that was his last. It was like his second to last appearance this yeah. year. Yeah, the, yeah. And then at, Wong at hit that home run. Yeah, or yeah. sorry, Colt, uh, not Colton Wong. Colton Wong. Uh, Connor Wong. Connor Wong. Connor Wong. I bet. Is it Colton? Colton? Yeah. Um, but yeah, when Wong hit that home run. But sorry, I dragged us down in the mud. Two Wongs. <laughs> Don't make a right. Yes, thank you. Like it. We got it. We did it. Other massive news. That was a Wong answer. Horrible, uh, of horrible, of, of high unimportance. Danny Duffy is not dead. Dude, so Dave he, just trashed him. You know I'm big on this. Like Dave Roberts is either naive or just completely misleads people with injuries. And I think the Dodgers franchise kind of does it too. You like you have the Joe Kelly like think? his body's not feeling good. You have All Max, over body Max Muncy. Yeah. They just wait like a week to announce his elbow. Uh, there's another one in there I'm missing, but this just goes right in the greatest hits of misinformation about injury updates about players. Like oh Danny Duffy's feeling sorry he's probably done. And it's like. Oh, yeah, Danny, that's just normal soreness. It's like, yeah. Yeah. did you not read the whole text? I, like, the funny thing is the same thing happened last year with Brandon Morrow. They signed him. Nobody saw anything yeah, with him. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's done. He's gone home. I don't think we're going to see him again. And then he's pitching that that weekend at... at uh, the, Rancho? At, yeah, no, yeah. at... Um, uh, Arizona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camelback. He's pitching that weekend at Camelback. They see him there. He's throwing off a mound. They're like, hey, what's up with that? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, didn't someone follow up with Dave and ask him about it? And he was just like, ah. Yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Dave it's at least funny how he, like, kind of backtracked on. I mean, he straight up said he was unlikely to pitch again. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. And then he was like, well, he had he had arm soreness. And it sounded real bad. But I guess it was his general arm soreness. So, I mean, so you just point, buried his career? General, general arm, arm soreness. soreness. Yes, I mean, at this point, at least for Dodger fans, they should go Tupac style at Coachella and just put a hologram of Danny Duffy on the mound just so we can see Danny Duffy. Because to me, at this point, I think Monty Tail's girlfriend is realer than Danny Duffy. Right? He's the Loch Ness Monster. He's Bigfoot. We haven't that seen him on topical. the mound. And I think but really the reality is before he went down, this started the season with Kansas City. He was really good. He's another guy and gave you multiple innings of relief too. So we saw the plan they had for Tyler Anderson yeah. early in the season. If he's healthy, you've seen, you've heard people talk about how he's looked in the Arizona Complex League. Struggle with command a little bit, hitting batters. You see some walks. So you just wonder how much, how how long it'll take for him to really ramp himself up to where he can actually help yeah. this team. Yeah, notably, he um, he threw. I don't know how many pitches he threw 93 miles an hour. And that's all we know. It's, it was just a side session. You know, it's not a minor league rehab. It's not anything yet. Um, at this point in the season, I don't know how much effort or, or time you really put into trying to get him right, because it feels like you got other better options uh, right there in the wings. And they got a couple other, uh, other intriguing options right behind him here on our list, because Victor Gonzalez is now, Set to go out on a rehab assignment. Do um, you guys remember him? Because he's a guy who's alive. He had a little elbow procedure earlier this year, but 
I don't know where he fits on the roster. I don't know where Danny Duffy fits on the roster. Tommy Canely is throwing again. He's hitting 97. I don't know where he fits on any roster. I Canely's not happening. That's the one I feel the strongest about. Right, my man. I know. I find, it, it, took, it took me really? my last Kane. live stream. I usually say Conley and K, Craig Kimbrough, which is really just an uh-huh. homage to John Miller yeah, the Giants God. radio. But anyway. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not buying the Canely thing. I'm really not. Like, or neither so, with Duffy. Like, should have made this a buy or sell. Yeah, or like rank them in order of like how they're going to come back. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I just. I feel like I'm buying Canely more than I am. Just because yeah, I'm, not buying, I'm, not, I'm not buying Duffy either. Where yeah. does he fit? Yeah, Duffy. No, there's not even a reason. It's like get him. He's Chase Daniel. Him. He's like a lifetime. He's a lifetime backup yeah. quarterback. He's never had the just ask Carnivorous lunar activity. Hey, he goes build, hard on Danny Duffy. He's, we should build the, the statue though. I think we need a Danny Duffy statue in like you know what? What if there's any bathrooms at Dodger Stadium that still have a trough? Oh. There, there needs to be a Danny Duffy um, statue outside of it. Of those three names though, Duffy, Victor. And Tommy Canely, Canely is probably the only one that makes any sort of sense to potentially. I mean, Victor's a lefty, you know, nasty wipeout slider. That, that's something nice to have out of the bullpen. But you got Vessia. You got, sure, he served up a solo home run in a blowout game. But you got David Price, who's been on a tear. I don't know if you really need a Victor Gonzalez right now. Yeah, they also just have such a track record of betting on veteran relievers like Canely. Yeah. Like, if it was Victor Gonzalez or Canley, like, I can see Freeman looking at his, like, 17 screens with all these spreadsheets up and being like, hmm, I really like Canley. Like, I, I just don't think – because also, Victor was – he was he was kind of rough last year. Yeah, yeah, it was like, not anywhere near as good as – he hasn't pitched it all as... this year. I mean, I know Canley hasn't either, but if you, maybe, if you like, made me pick one of the two who's going to be on the playoff roster, Victor Gonzalez or Canley, I think it is going to be Canley, but – like you said, I mean, there's. It's nice to have a ton of options. Like we even mentioned Caleb Ferguson as another lefty. Like I think yeah. Caleb Ferguson may actually be in that Victor Gonzalez spot as far mm-hmm. as like, hey, you're our second or third level lefty matchup guy. Like he's pitching great. Like we have to put this yeah, guy yeah. in the playoff roster. Like you probably don't add on Victor Gonzalez on top of all of that. Yeah, Victor has has nastier stuff, but he also has more of the tendency to to get the walk, as where Caleb's just coming in and just hit it. Yeah, whole Haas is coming in and just hit it and, you know, drop that curve on him. Uh, Yancey Almonte is going to be another guy who's going to be back soon Yancey enough. Yancey Almonte. Almonte. Um, just the romanticism, too, with Victor Gonzalez, like part of the 2020 championship yeah, team. It's, pitched it's, in four World nice. Series Guess games. What? There's a whole 2023 where we're going to need arms. Tommy Canley, yep. 233 postseason ERA, at .76 whip. So. I personally, I take, I take uh, Phil Bickford over Tommy Canley any day because... Ooh. I trust this dude. He's been healthy all year. The we Bick. know. Why didn't we, the Bick was an option? I would have picked my guy. Well, I mean, we got to like, it's, it's, where do these guys fit? All right, I'll it ask you guys quick. this. It definitely then. adds up quick. And guys, go ahead and feel free to, to play along here. Who has the bigger chance of making an impact of those dudes mentioned above? Duffy, uh, Gonzalez, or Canely? Who has the better option uh, or who has a bigger chance of making that impact? Or making any impact, a big enough impact on this team in a month to be on the postseason roster. Anybody? I would say Tommy Canley if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was hit at 97, that changeup, postseason experience. They didn't sign him. I mean, they signed him knowing he was going to miss all the 2021 season this year. He, one game he gave up those home runs against the Pirates. Other than that, we saw some filthy stuff. Remember spring training against like the Angels? I think he pitched in, I want to say three two, games. Two or three, four, three whatever games. it was. Yeah, yeah. I think he had four innings. He really had one really bad game Yeah, uh, save for that, and he just wasn't oh, feeling that's right. Eric, that's Eric's favorite thing. It's like, yeah. you just get rid of all of his bad starts. He's having a good year. 
I mean, my brother he, invalidated that take, which is pretty rough. He's oof. like, he's like getting a master's in data science. He's like, you know, they're just throwing out the outliers. It's actually pretty standard practice. And I was just like, man, that's like a big take of mine. That's a hill I've died on. And I was like, yeah, I just got. When he's I, on, can you told, ask him about wins? Oh, he hates wins. My brother, my brother just gets like frothing at the mouth, angry about wins. So he's appeared in four games, gave those three. Those two home runs against the Pirates. You can write off the whole Pirates series for the whole Dodgers team. Okay, yeah, that the, that count. Pirates series it never happened. Yeah, it count. It's dead. <laughs> there, we wrote it off. We took out his. We took out his worst outcome to make yeah. the stats better. Hey, well, yeah. in that case, that uh, works in my if favor. If you pick this arbitrary date, this what, player is what hitting you good. Guys, what do you guys like uh, more in a reliever? Do you like a low ERA or do you prefer uh, more scoreless outings? Because you can have. They can, somebody can have like a, a you know a five ERA, but be unscored on in thirty of thirty one outings. But if they gave up eight runs in one outing, well, there's your ERA. I mean, I think it just depends when you're putting together a postseason bullpen. Terrible numbers I put. You want to put together a bullpen that has different looks, a dynamic bullpen, guys that can go out there. Optionality, if you uh, like call it that way, that have the compete. And I think you really want to go with guys that have the best stuff. We saw against the Atlanta Braves last season. Dodgers look outmatched at times, and these games have increasingly become in the postseason a battle of the bullpens. And if you got guys that can go out there in big high leverage spots and get you key outs, and they can pitch well with runners on base, that changes the outlook of the game. And that's when you talk. About the offense that this Dodgers team has, if you see anything close to, of course, five runs per game, like 5.3 that they're averaging now, if you see this this offense perform like they are in the regular <clears> season, in the postseason, they're going to be a good in a good spot when you look at the relievers they have now. But I think to me, Phil Bigford, the issue I have is, like you mentioned, the home runs. Sometimes his stuff is almost so filthy, you see it leak into the heart of the plate, and yeah. it almost like yeah. he seems like he doesn't have that command. I definitely, if I mean, it's we're getting late in the year, and Phil Bigford has looked better of late, and. He's a guy, I mean, you saw him good pitch two innings on Friday against the Marlins, but uh, well, he's yeah. getting the opportunities to prove himself, yeah. which yeah. shows you they're like, it, he's part of the decision-making. Pro- like, they're still kind of on the fence because they are putting him in some games. He probably doesn't need to be in there, but it's like, hey, yeah. hey, Bick, show us, show us what you can show do us. here, kid. Show me what you show got. Show me what you've got. Uh, I'll stra- like, I will straddle the fence on your question. I would rather have like... Thank you, because I didn't get an answer on him, I think. I would prefer, <laughs> you no, know, I, I want to look at like their last, I would rather look at their last, like, what is their... Last 20 appearances, 10 appearances going into the playoffs. Like Joe Kelly made an entire career off of getting hot in one October. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if you look at the whole ton of money, I don't even think his ERA was that great this year. I'm sure Doug's going to look it up because he brings his facts to the fight. Bring in the facts. But I want to know who's trending up. Like I want to know, like uh, we've seen runs like this, the 88 Cardinals, blah, blah, blah. But it happens all with bullpens. Like which guys are hitting October who maybe if you look at their total season ERA, you're like, that's not a very good reliever. But all of a sudden it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, he actually has like a one dot. Two yeah. in his last ten appearances. Well, I mean, you, well, you, just looking at how we talk about DP Tyler on this show, all of a sudden, yeah, there's there's a nut sack, but also there's we like, you know, we're not a, we're not afraid of David Price entering the game anymore because he's actually been good. Again, Bickford, we're talking less about him because he's been good. I, I agree with that. It's about what you've done for me lately. I mean, for me, I think like, when you lose ERA to value to bullpen piece, it's it's a little overblown. You don't really focus yeah. too much on that. But I think when you talk about guys that come in and keep guys off the bases, you want guys yeah. to walk guys, you want guys to get the punch outs, because then you don't want to have the ball put in play. And to me, what I mean, you look at FIP, you look at some other statistics like that. But I think, you, like you mentioned, the, the life of a reliever is very volatile. And guys, sometimes at the beginning of the year, they're hot, and then yeah. they fall off. I think Yancy Almani, Almonte, he was starting to hit a little bit of a dip before he was yep. injured, and I was starting to wonder, is he going to be that high-leverage guy for yeah. the Dodgers in the postseason? But as long as you guys got that, that's the, the, I think what they built this bullpen around this season is that high-end stuff. And yeah. 
they discovered Evan Phillips, a guy that has that filthy slider, has filthy that fill. filthy fill, the fireman yeah. fill, the yeah, screwdriver, the, the the whip, the ability the to screwed. get outs and not not allow base runners. That's pretty big. We got a couple people out talking about that carnivorous lunar activity for levers. First that I look at is the walks and K's. Sarah yeah. Morris, Sarah Morris, a friend, saying uh, I want no walks. That's big. For um, me, I just want them to not be Josh Hader, really, <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> He's got family issues. Hey, Tommy Canely, Craig Kimbrell, who you got? You got. You don't know what you got, but you, you know what you got in, in, in Kimbrell. 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 I still got Kimbrell, yeah. Because, like, like, no, well, no, no, you said it, though. Like, yeah. you, you, you said don't the answer in the got, question. Yeah. Like, I, at least I know I can, like, it's like, you know, I used to own the, the world's worst dog, and I love him. But he was a handful. But I knew how to, you know, kind of mitigate things that I knew could happen. So with Kimbrell, it's like, I know if I'm Dave Roberts, I can put him in the sixth or the seventh, put him to face the six, seven, eight guys, put him against guys who swing at everything so he can't walk him. I kind of know what I'm getting. With, with Canely, I, I don't know what I'm getting with him. I'd rather yeah. deal with the devil I know. Yeah, when, when health is a factor, it's tough to really make that call. But I do think there is enough time to where we can see and assess Canely. And if he looks good, I mean, if that changeup is filthy and the velo is sitting around 97, 98 miles per hour, he has a track record in the postseason that some of these guys just don't have. So he's a guy that you know they made that move for this year. And you know this organization, this front office, would see it as an L if he didn't contribute at all whatsoever. But the same token, they trade away A.J. Pollock. To get uh, Craig Kimbrell. But at the end yeah, of the day... I'm sure you're in Alvarez away, too. So. <laughs> it's my never, last podcast. Never, Paige Martinez. He's never, never going to let that one go. Hey, it's optionality. It's a lot of good problems to what, have. What about you? You never answered your own question. Nobody asked. Well, I'm asking. You, you, rhetorical. You can't, you can't not go with Kimbrell just because you know what you're going to get. Yeah. And that means something. He's... Despite all the struggles, he still has you know some saves. He can still get some outs. They just need to continue to try to straighten some things out. When he, like Dave likes to talk about, when he starts getting too rotational, then things just go bad. And and his curveball is terrible when he gets too rotational because you can read it. It's like my office curve, office baseball curveball against him tanks every day because you can see it coming. You know when it's coming from Craig Kimbrell. And if he doesn't have you know, if he has one of the flattest softballs right now um, in the game that you don't, you know exactly where the hell it's going to go, and they could just tank it. Or again, rotational. He's hooking the ball. He's leaving the ball to his glove side a whole bunch. Walking dudes. You don't like that, but guess what? He could be on the roster. He can still get some outs in the sixth inning. He doesn't need to be the guy yeah. in the ninth inning because calendar turns to October plus six days. Plus six games against the Rockies, which is just bizarre. Stupid schedule. I mean, did you guys Um, make anything of of Kimbrell pitching last night in a 7-1 versus yesterday on Sunday in a seven-run game? I mean, I don't think it was... Yeah, I think he's a guy that has said multiple times he likes the consistency. (laughs) (laughs) He likes the routine. And the game was Kimbrell-proofed. When you look at the score yeah. of the game, so yeah. don't, just don't bring him in if he lost that game. Oh my god! <laughs> he gave us some home runs. I'm pretty sure people would have stormed the field. Yeah, it would have been pretty ugly. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. 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 
Guys, look ahead before we get out of here. The look ahead is brought to you by the Dodgers Nation app. Download on the iOS or Android store now. If you like baseball and you like Dodgers baseball, go into your phone hole. Download the app. It's pretty cool. Breaking news before we get into the look ahead. Reyes Maranta, our beloved burrito, has just been claimed off waivers by the Diamondbacks. Oh, I was going to say Giants. No, no. I don't think he's going back Forehand there. Forehand just, ooh. Yes, he's <laughs> come to me, my burrito. He used to be on the Dodgers, huh? Anyway, the Diamondbacks, that's going to be rough. It, that, it's definitely going to be a rough that one. That smells like uh, like I'll be bored and I'll like Google and be like, I wonder what Reyes Marantz is doing. And the ERA is going to start with the number seven. Yeah. Like, oh, not Yeah, I, not could, I could very much good. do that. So uh, last week we, we did a two-week look out, look ahead of the 14 games, 13 yeah. games they're playing I'm not, I'm not against good. the Brewers and the Marlins. What was your record? I have an eight and six. Yeah. The I, Brewers uh, just weird me out. I didn't I say seven and seven because yeah. I did not feel good you about this. Stretch. No, you at? said seven and seven because you just bought a handle of Seagrams and you're going to make seven listen, and seven. Listen, listen. No, I'm bailing you out because that. No, you didn't actually think they're going to go five hundred on this. I kind of would not have been surprised though because it, you know they had they were coming off an ugly loss um, or, or uh, that ugly loss against KC. They got shut out. So they, they five they, and two. They just they find a way. Yeah, they really don't went out on a low note. Were they at five and two? And mm-hmm. Yeah, they're five and two. I said, I'm still in the realm of possibility here. I said they win ten of fourteen. The, you know, yeah, yeah. I, think, I also I said think, they split against the Brewers too. Hit that one. Yeah, we saw it on Twitter. We saw, we saw your victory lap on Twitter. We hey, all did. When you, know, were, when, you were, when you were busy sideswiping my takes on Twitter on your post game, you then you were just, you just your you know, throwing your throwing your weight around. I worship you, man. Hashtag stay air, guys. Drop some of those down below. You want to see this guy really, leave a baseball savant? Yeah, I got domain names taken. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric, the baseball savant. Is that one? Go to, go to GoDaddy.com. The baseball Eric Vont. There you um, go. You know, I'm going I'm to stand behind my 7-7 seven and seven just so I get um, I can get blasted on something. Because I... I it still in the very uh, not very strong realm of possibility, but it is it is possible. I think uh, anything is possible, kid. Do, kids, don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping they win the series like kind of handle against the Brewers. Like weird that that stadium hitters ballpark. It just you know Chris Taylor. You know he owns part of that stadium, which I appreciate. You know it's good to have real estate. Always appreciates in value. They're going to play better at home against the Brewers. I've just never enjoyed watching them play in that ballpark. I just don't think it plays to all their strengths. It's like kind of a, I don't know. I just, it just weirds me out. I don't really have a ton of like statistical information about it. It just weirds me out. It always will since the 2018 and 18 NLCS, but I think they're going to take two. They got lucky. They got so lucky in that, in that NLCS. That was wild. Thank God for Chris Taylor. Yeah. Thank God. Deep pull kids. And Bellinger had a nice catch in game two, but anyway. They've also played around He's 500 ball against the Marlins since 2018. We saw last season they struggled yeah. against the Miami Marlins it, right it, before. It's after two the break. teams they should beat that they'll find a way to lose against. That's what well, that I was kind an of early felt. season narrative, yeah. right after the Pirates debacle at home. It was like, I mean, they've they done that for years. Though. They can't beat good teams, and now all of a sudden they're just now all of a sudden they're just crushing the bad teams. Like, yeah. the Marlins was like a take out the trash. And the, you know, to be fair, the Brewers are are kind of pretty good. They've been scuffly since like July one. They've been kind of meh, meh. But they're still in the wild card hunt. The best part Solid is analysis. when we play the Bre- meh walkie. When we play the Brewers, no, they have like the fourteenth best record since July one. The last time I looked at it, which was before the last week series started, which is when Bellinger got benched in. I don't know why I didn't mention that, but it was in my brain. Anyway, the best part is Padres fans get to root for the Dodgers 
when they're playing the Brewers. So, welcome back. Welcome back. Da, 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 da. That's all I got. Um, Is that your bumper music? Yeah. Now Guys. That. Here is uh, here's our final thoughts before we get out of here. It's about an hour before first pitch here on Monday. So it's time for the final thoughts presented by um, Booze. I don't, I don't have my cup today, but usually I like to have uh, final thoughts with a smooth Hornitos Paloma because I know that's what I'm going to get the next time I get out the Dodger Stadium because it is quite a tasty beverage. But in lieu of a final thought of my own, I'm going to give the floor here to Mr. EULAU here in his final show. You got any parting gifts? Final Blue Heaven show. He's still going to be on designated Twitter this week. Still going to be on the roundtable this week. And then we're all going to cry together. You got any uh, final thoughts here on uh, you got to be a part of uh, your number one Spotify show or number two Spotify show? You have some fun doing this at least a little? Absolutely. Yeah, I love doing this show. Always uh, was very thankful you guys let me get on get on and be a part of it. When Doug allowed you on. Yeah, when Doug didn't kick me off. Uh, but no, it's this Not is, true. you know, this is kind of the dream as far as if you're a Dodgers fan getting to do this with a great website, with a great team. Uh, great channel, great fans. Uh, I think that's really what makes it all worth it. So, yeah, I had I had a blast. I'm gonna miss miss doing this with you guys. Miss chatting Dodgers, even on camera, off camera, all the little things, all the dumb jokes we say in between. That <sighs> so thank God jokes. the cameras aren't rolling. So many dumb jokes. Um, but no, man, it's it's been an absolute blast, and uh, I've I will definitely I'll miss you guys. I'll miss the fans. But the cool thing is, I know where to find you guys. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Dodger Nation TV. We, we had a lot of fun doing dumb jokes and, and making new inside jokes uh, with you over the season. Sucks you're leaving before the playoff run, but you know what? There's still plenty of time. There's still some guest appearances to be had. No, no. This never, is never. Say never. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Right out, it's not over yet, right out of the right out of the world with dicks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like on Wednesday, he's just gonna grab you by the ankles. And- I'm hoping I'll be like Susan Waldman and <laughs> hey, Roger Clemens is in George Steinbrenner's box. He's back. But, this is um, the craziest thing. No, it's been great. It's been cheers great. Cheers to you, sir. Good times had cheers here to you guys. on the program. Uh, so as we wrap the show, as one final shots, may the Dodgers stay healthy and win all the games. May you guys stay healthy and happy and go enjoy yourself a fine hornitos with your friends, like I plan on doing. At the ballpark the next time I'm in here. Cody's in the stream saying, I'm a cry. Cody, we miss you too in here. We'll see you Wednesday on the show. Guys, until we are back here, find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to the Blue Heaven Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We live there. We'd appreciate it if you can go and leave a 19-star review. Leave a, a, a great, um, well, wait, rating, and then the other one is a review. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Hit the bell, hit the like, leave a comment. Go watch all of Doug's stuff right now because it'll help you out. My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA. I don't think he goes by Doug anymore. I think he's exclusively DMAC underscore. It's in the driver's license. license. DMAC merch. Eric Ulo, Mr. E-U-L-A-U. In the flesh one last time here on the Blue Heaven podcast thing. Until the next time he happens to be around. (laughs) Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We will see you next Monday for some more Blue Haven. Thank you, guys. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them up! Bring them up!
bring them home. 